Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I have a treat for you. Today is going to be a little different. Instead of having a guest on today, I have taken up a dare, a dare from my producer, Sandy Dacey, who has asked if I would read out loud a chapter, a chapter that I actually wrote and contributed to a compilation book a few years ago. We were asked to share something, a story that was very transformational for us. And we were given a prompt and my prompt was, I am daring. Now, I never really considered myself daring until that time when I sat down and I really researched what does it mean to be daring versus brave? People often think that daring means being brave. Well, there is that element, but the difference being when we're brave, we're being courageous. So we're overcoming some fear and we're doing something. When we are being daring, we are moving towards something we actually want to move towards. It can be exhilarating and there's an element of fear in there. It's when we step past our comfort zone. So the element of being daring is different for everyone. It could be somebody jumping out of an airplane or climbing a mountain or doing the things that we really think are, you know, dangerous and out there and daring. But it could be as simple as putting on a bold lipstick when you don't even wear lipstick. It could be daring to love again after having your heart shattered. It could be going back to university when you get older. It could be traveling around the world. It could be daring to be authentic by learning to wash the stress or what I call the muck of life off. Perhaps it might even be all of those. So today is part one in our series. And at the end of me reading this chapter, I'll end this episode and I'll invite you to join us next week. I hope it's next week, maybe the week after uh, for part two, where Sandy will come on and actually be the one doing the interviewing. Apparently she has some questions for me and that this chapter really touched her life, especially the concept about washing off the mud. And I'm really honored to share this with you today. And I'm going to put a little plug in there that I am actually being very daring today, actually maybe even being very brave because I get nervous when I read. I know people just kind of laugh at that, but I just, I hope that I don't stutter. And I really hope that if I do, you will recognize that it just means that go ahead and do whatever it is you're going to do. And it doesn't matter if we stutter once in a while. Daring to by Joanne Newaduck. I sat on the bottom step of my stairwell with my face buried in my hands, fighting back tears. I felt absolutely wretched. I had thrown my back out, was in tremendous pain, and I had trouble moving. More painful, however, was that I understood my marriage was crumbling. In that moment, I needed care and support. But instead, we were embroiled in a ridiculous argument that involved bitterness, contempt, disappointment, and hurt. It was a stressful time in my life. I was a full-time mom with three young, busy children, an aging, ill parent, a workaholic husband, and this sick fear that all I held dear was about to shatter. I loved my life, but I was stressed over the roller coaster relationship. 
I felt responsible for everyone else's health and happiness, and I had lost sight of my own. I love being in service to others, but at that time, there was little reciprocity, so I was no longer acting from a stance of power, but instead one of duty with a sense that I had little choice in the matter. My life mostly revolved around helping others fulfill their dreams. Yet no one asked me what were my dreams, least of all myself. Perhaps it was because I had forgotten how to dream. It would be several more years before the reality of divorce came to pass. Over a decade ago, that major life event rocked me to my core and sent all I held dear into question. At the time, it felt like all my worst fears had come true. As I was so, I so strongly believed that we could make it. I now see it as a blessing and the catalyst that helped me to become the woman I am now embracing joy and happiness as my most comfortable state of being. Gratitude and celebration plus generosity to myself and others are now at the core of my daily practices. Back then, I was not accustomed to asking for help and being supported. I was the strong one who helped everyone else. So this period of time was humbling and a road of many lessons. I cried on my friend's shoulders. I vowed that I would do everything possible to ensure that this breakup would not affect my children. And most importantly, I took chances and opportunities to grow and I dared to dream. I deepened friendships and my spirituality. I attended workshops on personal development. I traveled to the other side of the planet. I opened up to a new, deeper love. And I generally embraced amazing opportunities that have led me to where I am now. I learned to wash off the mud of life that was weighing me down and hiding my joy and ability to dream. I released fear and overwhelm, sadness and disappointment, hurt and embarrassment. I released the belief I needed to be everything for everyone else. I released that sense of failing. I learned that being supermom means relaxing into who I am at my core, being vulnerable and trusting that I would be supported is the magic that transformed my life. I learned to embrace the innate inner strength and the brilliant light that I possess and allowed it to shine more and more. And yes, I felt vulnerable at times. This next section is called Dare to be Supported. One story I recall occurred when I was invited to attend a sweat lodge. I desperately wanted to be part of this incredible odd opportunity, but feared that I might not be able to handle it due to a health issue I had at the time. I feared that I might spoil this event for the others. My old self simply would have declined and missed out on the opportunity. Instead, I plucked up my courage to speak to the organizer and shared my fears. She looked at me with compassion and in a matter-of-fact way touched my arm and declared, well, 
If you don't feel well, we'll simply take care of you. You'll sit by me just in case. Emotion bubbled up inside me. I knew I would be I knew I would be safe and indeed that evening was one of the most unique and incredible experiences I have ever had. That night I had the humbling opportunity to receive care and love and it transformed me. A layer of mud was washed away. Today I am very grateful for the experiences like this because I often work with people who struggle with self-care and accepting support. This has fostered my ability to create a safe space for the strong to be vulnerable. This ability has come in handy in all my roles, both professionally and personally. Now, let's dare to adventure. I mentioned that I started to open up to stepping past fear and saying yes to opportunities. One such opportunity was traveling to Nepal in India with the humanitarian organization Medical Mercy Canada. This had been a long-standing dream of mine. I had been on their board of directors for many years organizing fundraising events and longed to travel overseas with one of the volunteer teams. A few years prior, a girlfriend declared she wanted to do a humanitarian trip. The, the die was cast for an amazing adventure on the other side of the world with two wonderful friends and an incredible charity. Many of the people we met in Nepal were desperately poor by our standards. Yet, I witnessed them in deep gratitude for the care they received. They were generous with what little they had, and we all had fun celebrating together with music and dancing. My friends and I then traveled into India to see places that have stood for millennia. It was magical, life-changing, and a dream come true. For several years, I was without a partner. With only the occasional flirtation, I knew it was important to be happy and on my own before I could truly be happy with someone new. After a time, I felt ready to invite romantic love back into my life. The prospect of dating again in my late 40s, however, was a bit daunting, and I really wasn't certain how to go about this project. I chose to focus on and manifest a relationship based on mutual love, respect, and support, while it was also to be filled with fun and adventure. A friend strongly encouraged me to go on eHarmony for a few months. So I did. I had email conversations with a couple of nice gentlemen and even met one for coffee, but nothing really materialized. Nothing captured me. In the last week that I planned to be on the site, I noticed a man whose eyes smiled with genuine warmth and caring. I plucked up my courage to be daring and say hello, which started a wonderful exchange of email letters for a couple of weeks. This was followed by a meeting for coffee, which turned into a date that lasted for hours. 
A few days later, we went on a dinner date that left me daydreaming on the drive home to the point that I missed my turn and needed to take the long way round. My highest compliment for a man is that he is strong enough to be gentle, confident without arrogance, and is protective without being possessive. This is what I had found. There were things about myself I wasn't sure I liked anymore because they had been the aspects of me that were most criticized. Yet these were the things that he declared he loved most about me. Layers of emotional mud washed away as we both opened ourselves up to new love. When I was first separated, one of my friends had compassionately listened to my woes. She herself was in a beautiful marriage, which I longed to emulate. She looked at me sweetly and softly said, You deserve to be cherished. That struck me intensely at the time that was hard to even imagine, but I held on to that nugget. For over a decade now, Ron and I have been co-creating a beautiful relationship that we both cherish. Every day, we feel a deep sense of gratitude for how fortunate we are to be experiencing this next chapter in our lives together. It is beautiful to make dreams together while we each also have our own dreams that we both support and encourage. Combined, we have five adult children in various stages of being launched or at university. We love watching them develop into incredible, unique individuals. Our hearts are warm to see them get along and have fun together. Dare to be you without the mud. I like to relate my healing story in an analogy. It helps me gain perspective, especially when I get tripped up in life. I use this in speeches, coachings, and meditations to support others. When I was in the throes of unhappy life circumstances, it felt like I was sitting in a deep, mucky pit. I couldn't see the light above me, nor believe that life could be better. I was so covered in the muck and mud of life's hurts that I had lost perspective on what was mine and what was not. I knew if I stayed there or continued to blame others for me being there, I could slip into an ongoing victimhood. Sometimes people climb out of the pit with sheer grit and anger, but never take the time to acknowledge or process the pain they have gone through. When that happens, the mud stays on and our inner light is hidden, even when we don't realize it. Until I started to get that emotional mud washed off, I didn't even know that it was there. Often people go through life and don't even realize that, sorry, Often people go walking through life and don't even realize they feel so awful because they are carrying around that emotional muck. They are resigned to thinking that's just how they are and there is no hope. From my experiences, I know that there is always hope and always a way to heal. 
there is always something for someone or something or someone to help us climb out of the pit and get washed off. When I choose to get healthier with support, I Often people go walking through life and don't even realize they feel so awful because they're carrying around that emotional muck. They are resigned to thinking that's how they are and there is no hope. From my experiences, I know there is always hope and a way to heal. There is always something or someone able to help us climb out of that pit and get washed off. When I chose to get healthier with support, I climbed out of the mud, rinsed off, and initially felt amazing. The difference between where I had been and where I was was simply incredible. I trotted off feeling great, but with time and increased awareness, I recognized that I still had a layer of dried mud. It loves to hide in unseen places just like sand after a day at the beach. It was also very easy to trip up again and land back in that mud. I had that happen a few times. I realized at this point I was due for some further exploration of what I wanted in life and an increase in valuable self-care skills. This phase is like taking... A metaphorical hot soapy shower to scrub away the residual film for a deeper healing. I felt happier and healthier. I knew I might still trip and land in that mud. It happens, of course, but by now I could get out faster and I knew how to shower off the mud right away. I knew that that mud and stress of life did not belong to me. The next phase is what I love best as it is like slathering on luscious creams and oils to prevent the mud from sticking in the first place. This is the phase I choose to function within on a regular basis. It is one of deepened self-awareness, strengthened spiritual connection, and increased self-care practices so that I know how to avoid the muck Well, most of the time. But when I can't, it simply doesn't stick like it used to. Using this analogy has helped me assess where I am on my journey at any given time. When I have stress or a recurrent issue, it means I need to look at my beliefs around that issue, heal an old hurt, or focus on self-care practices of daily gratitude, generosity, and celebration. Through this process, I have transformed my life and my relationships. Over the years, I have been willing to say yes to incredible opportunities. Bit by bit, I have washed off that mud, dared to dream, and now truly delight in supporting others to do the same. So now... Here are three life-changing nuggets that have empowered me to be the woman I am today. First, number one, 
graciously accept support. One of the greatest lessons I have ever learned is to graciously receive. Giving and receiving are two sides of the same coin, and it is not possible to have one without the other. When we are not willing to embrace both, we stagnate the flow of love energy within our relationships. Through my own experiences, I now realize that refusing to accept support is actually quite selfish. It deprives other people of the opportunity to give. So graciously receiving is humbling and a beautiful gift we offer to ourselves and others. Number two, be open to love and adventure. Being open to something new, even when it scares you, is an adventure. It is being daring. Love being the greatest of these. Whether your adventure is traveling around the world, returning to school, or co-creating a new loving relationship, stepping through that fear is vital to creating the zest of life. And the third, you are not the mud. Life gets muddy at times. We get splashed, sometimes fully covered. It's our responsibility to remember to wash off that mud regularly. To remember, we are not the mud. We get to choose whether we leave it on, allowing it to weigh us down, or use it to scrub ourselves fresh, making us healthier and more radiant, ready to face a new day as a brilliant and daring woman open to her dreams. Thank you so much for listening to today's story this this transformational time in my life was one of the hardest times I went through. And really, it became, as I said, the catalyst to propelling me into a more authentic version of myself and doing things that I never managed. I, I, I never imagined, you know, being able, stepping into the role of running fabulous at 50, where I get to inspire other women to do this and come together in community and realize their dreams. And also setting up my own health practice called fabulous health. All of these, I, I don't believe for a moment that any of those would have happened had I not gone through this painful time and not just gone through that painful time, but chose to transform it, to heal myself, to heal those wounds, and to take the next step in life. And I did that bit by bit. Now, I will be talking um, with my dear friend and colleague, Sandy Dacey, at a future episode entitled Part Two. And I invite you to come along and learn a little bit more. I I really don't know what she's going to ask. So it's going to be a bit of a surprise and we'll see how the uh, conversation transpires. But I do enjoy, uh, enjoy talking with her and I invite you to join us.